Welcome to Tice Talks, episode 49, How to Be a Great Grandparent. That's exactly right. Somebody asked me when Ashlyn was born, wow, one of these days you know you're going to be a great grandparent. I said, no, today I am a great grandparent. When, when we had a grandchild, I decided at that point, I would be a great grandparent. I will be the greatest grandparent <laughs> that right. has ever grandparented. That's right. Yeah, so I do want to, um, This I think it, you're the perfect person to interview for this. Um, this. This past Sunday, Grace, let me tell you what happened. This Sunday after church, you know, Sunday morning, I walk in and I sit in my dad's office and my nine-year-old comes in and she says, she says, oh, can I have some candy corn? And I'm thinking, you know, we still are going to lunch, you know. But I thought a couple pieces of candy corn, you know, no big deal. So then she sits down after Grandpa gives her candy corn. And do you know she could not hold all the candy corn in the two hands that Grandpa had given her? She had to take her skirt and flip it to hold generosity generosity is a virtue the bible says give does grandpa this is the same grandpa the same man who did not allow this girl when she was nine-year-old to eat sugar at all and that's no exaggeration (laughs) if i had one piece of candy corn i would have gotten a spanking I I don't because know because we were allergic. To sugar. I don't I don't know the man you're talking <laughs> oh, about. Oh yeah, <laughs> I don't know him where, either anymore. Where were where were past. you raised? Where I don't know what you're talking. Oh, about. Like we trying to give our nine year old diabetes, Grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> she actually asked me that question. I did. Like right there in front of my granddaughter, asked me that, and but my granddaughter loves because me because my daughter and I talk about these things we talk about health and why we don't eat certain things all the time and <laughs> well. anyway we are here to talk about being a great grandparent because you truly are the greatest grandparent that has ever lived as along with mom but she doesn't come on here very often so <laughs> If she were here, she would be the greatest one to die. Your mother instructs me and helps me to be what I'm, what I am. Mm. So, so the Bible says this in Proverbs chapter 17. It says, "Children are the crown of an old man." It's amazing. I'm, I'm a grandparent, but I'm not an old man, and I'm a great grandparent, but I'm not an old man. (laughs) And, and the glory of children are their fathers. So. The Bible tells us that we are supposed to interact with our grandchildren and that we have an opportunity uh, to really impact our grandchildren. It's really true. Um, oftentimes, grandparents have more opportunity to spend time with their children than the parents do. Oh, yeah, you're absolutely right, because a lot of times grandparents end up doing a lot of the extracurricular when the, pa- when the parents are working. A lot of times grandma or grandpa are watching, and so the times that they get to spend, if they're not at school, grandma and grandpa can actually enjoy them and spend time with them and nurturing and raising them as well. Yeah. So we have 18 grandchildren and a 19th. It's not on. It's not secret anymore. You 19th can tell. is on, on <laughs> the way. That's a problem with telling. Yeah. <laughs> When when somebody's pregnant, so we're we're ex- we're excited about that. So we're going to talk about uh, about some principles about grandparenting. I think it starts uh, with making sure, 
at the very beginning that your children, if you want to have a great grandparent grandchild relationship, you say, I'm not grandparent. Well, you're going to be. Mm-hmm. And if you've got children, it, you should start just briefly. Let me mention this to make sure your children marry the right type of people. So what you're saying is becoming a great grandparent has to do with how you parent the children that God has given you first. So obviously those who are, if they didn't grant parent well, they can still learn some good principles. But the best grandparents start by being great parents. Yes, yeah. I, I, each of my children... Uh, as they were dating, I had the opportunity of interviewing the people that they were going to marry. And we would check out their salvation. We would check out their background. Uh, We'd get recommendations on them. Um, Your grandchildren are going to be parented by not just your child, but the child or the person your child marries. And so helping them with that uh, is very important. So there's some basic principles of marriage that that I think that we uh, need to make sure that people are aware of that 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 you should check out first of all are they saved Uh, are uh, do they desire to get married do they do they do they are they serving the Lord your your children that you've brought up uh, should have a desire to serve the Lord because you've put that in them so you want to make sure that the, they marry somebody who also wants to serve the Lord, or you're going to have conflict there. Now, a lot of people would say that this is a bit extreme, that you as a parent actually have the right to come into your adult child's life and say that's a single person and say, hey, let me help guide you. A lot of people would say this is, oh, no, once they... And to me, I look, and because it's been something that's always been in our life, like this is something you help guide... Um, I look and I think, of course, you know, we, you helped with every other major decision in our life, every other little decision in our life. Why wouldn't we go to guidance for you for, for this? Two, two, two major decisions are who getting saved. And the second one is who you're going to marry because you're going to spend the rest of your life with them. I, I think it's so sad that oftentimes parents just think I have no say or I should never have any say but we trained you guys as when from from your infancy all the way up that we were here to help guide you and we didn't pick your spouses you picked who you wanted to get married to but when you when you got interested in individuals then we asked some questions we asked some and, questions and yeah. wanted to help say hey this may not be the best person for you for your life yes. this is and these are the reasons why we want to help guide and protect and lead. And one of the things that we, we had talked about that you, will, you want in a marriage or you want in a relationship, it was, it was a whole lot more comfortable for me to ask those questions than for you to ask those questions, especially about intimate deals. Also, like the things that, that we desired of a spouse, it was something that you taught us that it's something that we needed to desire and do ourselves. So we shouldn't expect our, the, the man that we're going to marry to have lived a pure life if I hadn't lived a pure life. Um, I shouldn't ha- expect the man that I'm going to marry to be saved and serving the Lord 
if I'm not saved and serving the Lord. So those expectations that we're expecting of our future spouse and have our whatever little checklist about, those things should be something that we have promoted in our own lives and that we've lived out in our own lives too. Because I think a lot of times people have these ideals for their child, but these ideals, their, their child's future spouse, and yet they haven't taught those same ideals to their own child and those that child hasn't lived out those ideals in their own life and so they're expecting something that they really have not strived for themselves in their lives but I, I, I really do appreciate that and I think people don't understand that if you have raised your kids and you've lived investing in their lives with time and treasure and all the things that you can do to invest in your child's life to become a true mentor in their life, that they want you to help in this process. So that's that's absolutely essential. And, and so I just just as a foundational thing mm-hmm. here, that uh, I would ask I would ask about morality. I would ask about pornography. I would ask about drugs. I would ask about financial responsibility, and uh, it allowed it allowed them to talk uh, together openly uh, about those things which were so important. Really so, those five main things that people fight about in marriage. Yes. Uh-huh. Those are the things that you go over and you, you asked about and, you know, different goals. What do you believe about? I remember sitting and speaking to you guys about um, what is our favorite, our, our closest friend who's the person you go to about everything. And then you said, the reason we're asking you this is because when you're mad at him, that's the person you're going to end up going and telling. And you two need to know that that's what happens. And you need to know that you need to deal with, talk to God about it, find a counselor you agree to go to. So things like that were very helpful beforehand to ask, you know, who is he? Is he going to go tell his buddy that he went fishing with? of what stupid thing I did, you know, and then break trust in our relationship. But those five things, I think, and we've talked about About um, those those five things in previous episodes, about the five things that people fight over in marriage. But so that's huge, helping them pick the right person, help guiding them to become a great grandparent. And these are things that if you're 25 and you have a three-year-old, these are things you should be learning so yeah. that because you're going to be a grandparent faster than you ever imagined. That's exactly right. I do not, I, I feel like it was just yesterday that our children were in our home. Right. And so you need to protect them, uh, keep them, watch out for them, and you can't be overprotective. So now, once they're married, once a child uh, gets married, what's my responsibility and what's... A, What's our relationship? Our relationship totally and completely changes at that point. And uh, we, have, we have certain policies that, that we put in place uh, in order to protect them from us. You know, someone said to me, this is so funny, it was, I was pregnant. It was um, about a year after Neil and I had been married. And a gentleman at the church said, oh, well, you guys can't do this tomorrow because that's your family day. And I said, oh, yeah. That, I said, but Neil and I don't mind coming to do this together. And they said, well, won't your dad be upset? 
And I said, no, we don't do family day with my dad anymore. That's, <laughs> that's not what he said. You don't, y'all don't go over together on Monday. I said, no. I said, sometimes if we want to, we'll go over to their house, grill steak. He must've been a Southerner. He said, y'all don't. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> but I, I was, I was thought, oh, wow. They really think that now, but it's, they, he didn't understand the, the leaving and cleaving. Yeah. Like, I no longer do family days on Monday. That's not my priority anymore. That's not your priority anymore to be Monday for charity and the five kids. Now, do we leave that open? Yes, we invite you over. You'll invite us over. We often just invite ourselves over to mom and dad's but i thought it that's so funny that the the thinking because because we, we focus so much on family on around family here. yeah but that yeah. wasn't the case once you're married it's now we have our own family unit and it is totally different than your family unit yet we're still connected i remember when hope was the last child home and uh, I said, we're going to go do something. And she said, are we going to invite anybody else? I said, no, this is just for our immediate family. She said, well, my brothers and sisters are my immediate family. I said, no, they're extended family now. She said, you mean it's just you, me, and mom that are immediate family? I said, yeah. She called up Faith and said, hey, you're not immediate family. You're extended family. <laughs> she also is the one that says, hey, let's go to the movies. Two seniors, one junior, please. <laughs> She's told me, if you're going to have another kid at your age, you need to make sure you have a second one. <laughs> you can't have one little kid with two old people all the time. <laughs> but she she yeah. made it just fine. Yeah, she did. She was fine. She, she got to go places. Matt said, Matt said about faith and hope. She oh, said, when man. we when we went on vacation, we were trying to figure out what side of the tent we were going to sleep in. <laughs> By the time Faith and Hope came along, they were saying, oh, I hate LAX. Yes. You know? Do we really have to fly out of there? Well, we... hey, you little spoiled kids. So, <laughs> anyway, every 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 um, group has their own advantages. Anyway, so what do, we, what do we do? How do I keep a good relationship with my married children? First of all, you got to give them space. Let me tell you what we've done. I'm just going to give you a list of things that we've done. Don't don't have them live at home. You're supposed to leave, as as Charity just said, your father and mother, and cleave unto your your spouse. Don't li- don't have your children live at home. Get them out of your house as soon as possible. Now we've had you guys stayed there in uh, between homes when we've been purchasing homes, and we had need like two months place to live so we're not homeless yes you housed our children yes <laughs> in fact there was a couple spouse. of times wasn't a couple of babies that were brought home to our yeah, house we because you were in between Trey, houses at the Trey time. was brought home to your yes. guys's home uh, that was our first we even had um we there's we had one time a major flood in our home and we came and lived at your house for a month okay this was when we had three little ones and you guys were very flexible and kind in those times. But that was that was all all deliberately intentional. Yes. And it was over knowing that there was a limited period of time. Yeah, it wasn't a exam. Now not, this is talking about married. You've had each one of us except Josh has come back and lived after we graduated college. We come back and we lived with you 
Um, and we all had jobs and we all had Matt paid rent. My dad tried to make me pay rent and I did it once and I'm like, I'm not paying you rent. <laughs> Are you I think, kidding me? I think Matt's a little bitter about that. But yeah, he is. Matt's like, I paid rim for two years. <laughs> and I'm like, I am dad always told me my allowance was that I was allowed to live here. So I'm gonna continue my my allowance. <laughs> now, I didn't get paid while working for him for the first three months, so I'm like, that that kind of evens things out. <laughs> well, anyway, let's go on. <laughs> to be a great grandparent. <laughs> so, so number one, don't have them live at your home. Don't go to their house without an invitation. Really important. They need their privacy. They need to be able to live their own lives. So let them live their own lives and don't be pushing yourself on them. Don't expect a phone call and don't be constantly calling them. Uh, you will find that if you do, that pretty soon they'll stop answering and you'll think why they're so rude why don't they answer my phone calls because they're trying to live their own lives let them know that your door is always open we do that with our kids we let them know anytime you want to come over if they call us and it's an inconvenient time we get up we go do whatever and we just want to show them total enthusiasm that we are really glad that they're uh that they're wanting to come over. When something you guys do that I think is, is truly helpful is you don't treat the the spouse, your child's spouse, as the daughter-in-law or the son-in-law. You don't treat them like, this is my kid, but you're the outlaw. Oh. And that's huge because um, in the way you love. Now, you do treat them in the way you're not going to step on their toes and you're not going to be, you know, like t you might you might tell me something that's like, hey, you really need to fix this that you may not tell Brianna. But that's a that's a different comfortability. But the way you love them is exactly the same way that you would love me. If you're going to buy if you're going to buy um, Matt a birthday gift, you're going to make sure you get Brianna a birthday gift. You're not going to buy all the children presents and then. Oh, happy birthday and purposefully leave it because people do stuff like that. And it's very hurtful. If you want a relationship with your grandchildren, you should cultivate a relationship with the in-law, the parent as well. Your, yes, your, your son-in-law or daughter-in-law should know that you are on their side. Right. I always tell Neil, my mom loves you more than she loves me. <laughs> And Neil is very lovable think, and likable, I think your mom too. loves Neil more than she loves me. <laughs> She's like, finally, someone that took charity and, <laughs> and married her. <laughs> so. oh, yes, oh. but that's, I think that's such a huge thing that you, you, you don't impose yourself upon us, but you still love us all the same way. Yeah, we, like wanna, we want to cultivate kids. those relationships. You don't have five kids. You now you have, have ten. ten kids that you love. Yes, that's so, so important. When you go to, when you're invited to the house, go. If you can possibly go, you go. And then um, always receive, but never demand the grandchildren. Uh, I don't, I don't know why you don't let them come over to our house more often. Don't, don't do that. And I want you to know this. If you, oh man, uh, my 
kids were supposed to be at your house this morning. Yes, they were. I totally forgot about that. They were supposed to go You're over kidding. and... No. Your mother is waiting for them. Oh, I totally... Where, where, you mean my... Yes, your They're supposed are, to be shoveling rocks right, at my the house. Right, we're going to get paid to go shovel rocks at the house. And, well, I'm a failure. Thanks for still loving them and inviting them to come over <laughs> and insist on them, not insisting on them being <laughs> Your mother's there. wondering what's going on oh, now. Oh, so, I need to text her. Well, that's interesting. <laughs> at Christmas, let them live their lives. One thing we, we did years ago, I don't know if I mentioned this on this podcast before, but when Joshua got married, he was the first to get married. Uh, we realized, hey, there's going to be pressure on from grandparents, uh, from or from in-laws, for Joshua to be at their house for Christmas. And we thought, man, that we shouldn't want to pressure Josh to be with us, but we want them to be with us. We want to have a Christmas with them. So we decided we switched the Tice family Christmas from from. Um, December 25th to January 1st, and every January 1st since that first year, we started having uh, going away to a cabin or someplace for two days and uh, on January 1st, because nobody cares about January 1st, um, and we would have them come to Everybody our place. Everybody in the Tice family cares about January 1st. It's <laughs> one of our most exciting events of the year. That's it. <laughs> We call it Tice Family Christmas, and that way they're free. If they want to go to the other set of parents on that day, they have no obligations to us, and they can also just spend Christmas by themselves if they want to. There's no pressure from from us at all. So uh, we love that. And so at Christmas time, we let them live their lives. Uh, again, we've already mentioned loving your spouse genuinely, so... Um, let me say this too, really, really important. Don't let your children gossip to you about their spouses. Oh, that's really good. Man, if your, if your son or daughter uh, comes to talk to you about uh, their spouse, you need to let them know, hey, look, you need to build their spouse up. Tell them how wonderful their spouse is. Remind them how thankful you are for their spouse. And then you need to just reassure their spouse about how much you love them. So, um, just there are other people available for godly counsel in that situation. That's exactly right. You do not need, you don't need to be the person that is, that is, um, between your spouse and, uh, or your, your child and their spouse. So that's really good. Also, don't get offended when they yawn at your advice. I give advice to couples <laughs> all the time. And they very listen very intently. I give advice to my children, and they just know it's dad. This is what dad Don't thinks. Don't get offended if they're yawning while they're giving you advice. <laughs> when Neil and I did premarital counseling, dad literally sat there and fell asleep while we were doing <laughs> premarital. That was a v- it's amazing our marriage has made it this long. <laughs> it's a very busy time in my life, and this can be edited out. So... <laughs> So. No, it's okay. We found out later he was he had some medical things he was going on with, but it's a it's a continual joke in our life. Yes. Yeah, whenever something goes wrong, they say, "Well, dad, you were sleeping during that part." <laughs> Premarital so. counseling. <laughs> oh, we love it. Let them learn from their mistakes. 
they'll learn. Let them make mistakes. Um, always listen. Always have an open heart. Let them raise your grandchildren. That's very, very important. Mm. Now, that's in your relationship with your, with your children. If you want to be great grandparents, you've got to be good parents to your children who are parents themselves. Yeah. And those are just some, some, some clues. By the way, if you'd like this list, uh, just uh, what can they do? They can call the church at 702-647-4522, or they can email the church at experience, um, info at experienceliberty.com and request this list. It would be April LaRose who you would be speaking to for this list. Okay. Then let me give you quickly things that you should do with your grandchildren besides giving them handfuls of candy corn whenever they want it. <laughs> okay, number one. And this is not for parents. This is for grandparents. And if you are grandparents that are in a position where you are parenting your grandchildren, this list is not for you. Um, if you are if you're a grandparent that is parenting, listen to the podcast on discipline. Right. But right now, I'm talking as a grandparent who's who doesn't live who with doesn't the grandchildren. Avoid discipline. Hmm. Do everything you can to avoid discipline. That's not your job. I'm gonna That's tell, their job. I, let's not tell Lincoln this list. No. <laughs> Listen, if I'm with, if my, I had Lincoln with me for, for two weeks, we did not avoid discipline because you cannot live with with Lincoln and avoid discipline. But that's also because you were acting as the parent. That's for two exactly weeks. right. While you're while you're acting as a parent, it wasn't a visit for a day. Yeah. Overnight, it was a two week long yes. period. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's the way it is. That's with any grandchild. Uh, have fun with them. Number two, have fun. F- when, when they're there, if you can forget everything else and just focus on them, mm-hmm. have fun with them. If it's just watching a TV show with them, um, have a listening ear. Listen to what they were saying. The other day I was trying to talk to Estella Rose, and she has recently received Christ as her Savior, and I thought, you know, this is an opportunity. I'm just sitting here at a table by myself with Estella Rose. Nobody's there. And I started, I said, um, I said, so you received Christ? Yeah, she did. But she kept staring, looking off in a distance. And she said, uh-huh. And I said, did you, I said, uh, do you know what you're supposed to do next? Uh-uh. And she just and I turned around. I looked. She's staring into the other room watching a cartoon. on While you're on having a, a discussion. <laughs> Well, I thought, this that's is a not, five-year-old for you. <laughs> this is not the time to talk. So, um, but have a listening ear. Listen to what they're telling you, and then, really, really, this is a real hard thing, especially if you're a new grandparent. Keep your mouth shut when it comes to defending them. It's mm. very hard as a grandparent to see your grandkids' faults. Even one that gets in trouble a lot, you're just thinking, oh, he didn't mean that. She didn't mean that. They didn't do, that was an innocent mistake. Like the time when he asked you why you were fat. Yeah. <laughs> Why don't you tell that story? You want me to tell that yeah, story tell, on the air? Yeah. <laughs> it's one of the best. <laughs> so Lincoln comes to me one day and he says, well, I'm sitting in my living room and they're out playing in the dining room. Lincoln comes running over and says, Grandpa, Grandpa, can I ask you a question? I said, what's that? He said, why are you so fat? 
And I looked at him and his mom and dad, you were looking like, what? What? And like you were going to be, I said, don't do that. Don't do that. Come here. Come here. I said, I want to tell you something. I said, you know what's going to happen to you when you get older? He said, what? I said, and Lincoln gets really intense. And it's, I said, he, I said, what? I'm holding him right next to me, and I'm looking right in his eye. I'm about six inches away from his eyes. I said, someone's going to come up to you and call you fatso. They're going to say, hey, fatso. And they're going to call you fat, and they're going to make fun of you for being fat. He said, why? I said, because you called me fat. And the Bible says, whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. And so because you called me fat, somebody's going to call you fat. Then he said, Grandpa, really? I said, yeah. He said, he said, and I'm laughing in my inside, but but I'm just as serious as I can with him. He said, really? I said, yeah. He said, can I ask you another question? I said, what's that? He said, who did you call fat? And uh, I thought, what I couldn't you, stop laughing. What are you going to do now? now we gotta... <laughs> so at anyway, least he got your point. <laughs> So, oh, but then you I didn't. But you did not stop us from from correcting him. No, and <laughs> properly disciplining him, so we wouldn't call other people fat <laughs> in the future. <laughs> so don't defend their innocent mistakes, uh, because they're not innocent mistakes. They're sinners, just like your children were sinners, and you have to correct them. Don't get upset when they do it their way. When your when uh, your children are disciplining your th- your grandchildren, don't correct your children when they're correcting theirs. Mm-hmm. Now, it's all right to give parental advice once. If they ask you, what do you think we should do? Tell them and then be quiet. Leave it to them. Because... Um, That's good. Uh, I mean, I'd... We don't refuse to give our children advice because we're asked for advice all the time. But I believe our kids come to us and they ask us for advice because they know we're not going to pu- push our advice on them. Yeah. And when, we, when, they're at, when we're asked, we tell them exactly. Mom is so good at that. Right, Mom, you don't beat around the bush. Mom is just right there. Here, here's the way it is. So, All right. So then we need to make sure that we do what? Pray for, this is something we've talked about for in past podcasts about praying. And you can go through that, but you should yep. be constantly in prayer for those grandchildren. Yeah, when you're with them, when you're not with them, uh, let them know that you pray for them every day. I talked to a guy yesterday who's a friend, who's the son of a pastor friend of mine. He just happened to be in town. He was... Um, he was videotaping in our, uh, after our services last Sunday morning. And I walked up to him and said, hey, how are you doing? He said, good. I looked at him and I said, I, I want you to know I pray for you every day. He said, I know you tell me that every time I see you. And I feel so guilty because <laughs> I, guilty. I don't even pray. <laughs> he said that. That's what he said. Oh, my goodness. I just laughed. We'll, but, send him, uh, we'll send him the next podcast on prayer. <laughs> but so, it is praying for it's, it's. I'm sure he prays. Yes, he just he was just saying. Fun. He's just working and being consistent in his prayer life. Wow, that's a that. But it is praying for your kids is going to have more of an impact than any of your nagging, any of your advice, any of your, any anything else that you can do. Prayer the. 
the persistent prayer can change so much. I asked Jonathan, I was preparing to teach this lesson. Our, at the Maximize Life to, At the Maximize Life yeah. I, I was preparing to teach that, and when I, uh, so I thought just for fun, I'll just go to all my grandkids because I'm always clowning around with all the grandkids. Mm-hmm. And so I said to him, hey, what makes us a, what makes me a great grandparent? And uh, I want to know what makes me a great grandpa. And they they were all so serious. <laughs> they all these, oh, the reason. I thought, no, no, tell me something silly. Yes. You know, so, what? Oh, but Jonathan's touched my heart. He texted me. He said, I'm sorry I missed your phone call. He said, you're a great grandpa because you pray for me all the time. Aww. And then he said, he said, I remember spending the night at your house one time. And he said, I, you got, I got up in the morning. I thought, where's Grandpa? And I walked outside, and you had a mat on the back porch, and you were kneeled down, and you were praying. And he said, I sat there and watched him. I, he said, I sat and watched you and thought, I want to be that kind of man when I grow up. Oh, that's so, so um, neat. I mean, I didn't even know that, he, yeah, that, that he'd he was seen there. that. That's the first time I heard that story. Wow. That was just just recently when he was in college. At, yeah. I, he, wow, he, that's He texted cool. me. He's in college oh. now. So. But yeah, praying for the future generations and you moms that are 30, that are 28 in the in your mid 30s, you can pray for your future generations. And that's what I do. Neil and I pray every night when I pray over our children and their future spouses. I pray for every future generation after us that they would love the Lord. They'll live pure lives and they'll serve him with all of their hearts. You know, Matt told me that he started doing that he did that a long time ago i thought why limit our prayers yeah that's you know that's so great yeah so you can keep praying so you can pray for your future grandchildren even though they're not here yet yeah pre-prayer so we have to wrap things up if you want to just give the last couple points real quick because we're at i think like 35 minutes okay so we've got to go this is really important having said all that about grandkids and and being a grandparent can i tell you this if you're a grandparent Determine this. Just that your grandchildren are part of your life, but they're not the center of your life. Hmm. Live your life. Enjoy your spouse. Set new goals with your spouse. Let your goals include your children, but don't center your lives around them. Hmm. Can I say that again? Let your goals include your children, but don't center your life around them. Let them live their life free of you as you wanted to live your life uh, when you began your family. Set new goals, spiritual, physical, financial, intellectual, social goals. Set whatever goals you want. And then uh, always be available, but don't be dependent. Hmm. Don't be dependent. Well, you know, they never come by to see me. Great. Have a, have a ball. Hmm. Go out for a walk. Go go drive up in the mountains. Do whatever you want. Uh uh, use your newfound freedom to find new areas of service where you can serve the Lord and, and just pour your life into others. Because if you do that, your children will want you. They'll yeah. want you, you to come around. Your grandchildren will want to be with you. Yeah. I'm going to go out and I'm going to I'm I'm going off roading. Oh, can I go with you? Yeah, your grandchildren Open will want to go with you if you're yeah. living life. Yeah. If you're sitting at home, you know under the juniper tree feeling mm-hmm. sorry for yourself nobody wants to come right. around you but your grandchildren and if you're in be... your 30s and you're listening to this don't think oh my kids don't have a great grandpa they don't have a great grandparent 
No, just determine that you are going to be that grandparent for your own children. Because, you know, your parents or your in-laws may have never heard any of this when they were your age. And that's why they aren't the grandparent you wish they were. But now you have the tools and you have the availability, the ability to go and be that grandparent 10, 15 years from now. I had one grandma and she lived in Pennsylvania. I think I saw her maybe three times my entire growing up years. But you can still have, you can have that for your kids. That's right, because your dad was an orphan. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's amazing. Well, thank you for joining us. This is Tice Talks, and it's more than a conversation.